Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short Bible study every single day, only about 13 minutes or so long, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that's important to keep us focused on a relationship with God, but also to help us stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith. Because as we keep emphasizing, faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So the more we're in God's Word, the stronger we stay in our faith and even grow stronger day by day. Now, you know people in your life who need to start to refocus, don't you, from from a spiritual perspective. They need to start thinking about their relationship with God and about their soul's salvation. Help them by sharing these short studies with them every single day with everybody you can, your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, literally everybody you can. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them and for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're talking about getting to heaven. And we're asking the specific question, do all roads lead to heaven? Well, we've used just practical illustration to get across the understanding that we know, even without thinking about it, that all roads going in all different directions do not lead to the same destination. You get in a car, you're going to drive across country to, say, Los Angeles, California. If you're starting out in Omaha, Nebraska, or Chicago, Illinois, or New York City, or maybe Atlanta, Georgia, you're sure not going to get on a highway that's going to head you east from that particular point because you'll never get to Los Angeles, California. It's way out west. And so we understand that. Neither can you get on the highway and head north and expect to get there or south and expect to get there. There's one basic direction you have to take to get to that destination. We understand that. And again, we don't even have to contemplate it. It's just a fact. It's, it's reality. Well, when it comes to our spiritual lives, a whole lot of people, they just throw that practical understanding, reality, and fact out, right out the window. And they say, well, it really doesn't matter how we travel toward heaven everybody's going to get there. We're just going in different directions. Uh, Going in different directions to get to the same destination? That makes absolutely no sense. But there are many who believe that all religions are essentially alike, just different roads to the same heaven. That's absolutely false. Eventually, they would say, at least many of them, all Jews and Buddhists and Hindus and Muslims and Catholics and Baptists and Methodists and Episcopalians and Presbyterians and Lutherans and Mormons, and some might even say even atheists and agnostics and humanists and communists and Gentiles, they're all going to wind up together. Again, going in all different directions, many of which are diametrically opposed to each other, and you think you're going to all get to the same ultimate destination? You talk about people from a number of those religious backgrounds, they don't even believe in Jesus as the Son of God and, God and, and our Savior, the Lord of mankind. They don't believe in Jesus. And Jesus said in John chapter 14 and verse 6, I am the way, not a way, not one way, not some way. He said, I am the way. 
the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. And we've got to come to God through Jesus, God's way. Now, you think also about John chapter 8 and verse 24. Jesus said himself, I said, therefore, that you will die in your sins. For if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. And the wages of sin is death. John chapter, uh, Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. So you see, it's not a matter of just fly by the seat of your pants, go however it feels good to you, do whatever you want, just feel good in your heart, have that warm, fuzzy feeling, you're going to be okay, you're going to get to heaven. No, Jesus said you've got to come through him, and God said you've got to come his way. Jesus said in John chapter 14 and verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. Keep my commandments. Well, we've got to come to God, and God's in heaven, his way through Jesus Christ, and according to his teachings, according to his teachings. Now, when people start saying, anyway's okay, even, even religious persuasions that don't even believe in Jesus as the Son of God and the Savior of mankind, then you're disrespecting Jesus himself. Because of who he is, Christianity is not just another religion. Saying Jesus is one religious leader, among others, implies that he is a mere man. When Peter made that mistake at the transfiguration, God immediately corrected him. Peter, you know, saw along with, with Jesus there, he, he saw the, uh, Moses and Elijah and, and, and Jesus all there together. And he said, hey, let's build three tabernacles, one to Moses, one to Elijah, one to, to Christ. And God corrected him supernaturally. He said, he spoke. And he said, this is my beloved son. Hear him, Matthew 17 and verse 5. Now, neither Buddha, Gautama, the Pope, Muhammad, Confucius, Martin Luther, John Calvin, John Knox, Joseph Smith, Charles T. Russell, Mary Baker Eddy, nor any other religious leader that the world has ever seen or is in focus now is on a level with Jesus. Jesus stands alone as the Son of God and our Lord and Savior. He is the only begotten of God. John chapter 3 and verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God offered him as the ultimate sacrifice to die on that cross to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. He is our Savior. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8 says, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus is man's only Savior. In Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 25, the Hebrews writer wrote this, Therefore he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. He is the Savior. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. 
in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 15, the apostle Paul wrote along this line, speaking of Jesus, which, which he will manifest in his own time, he who is the blessed and only potentate, probably don't use that word potentate much in your common language, he who is the blessed and only sovereign is what that means. And then he goes on and identifies more succinctly, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Jesus is the Savior, the only Savior. He has all authority in heaven and on earth. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18. Angels worship Jesus. And the Hebrews writer went into pretty great lengths to distinguish between Jesus and angels, saying that he is above the angels. There's really no comparison between the two as, uh, as far as identity and sovereign is concerned. In Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 6, we read this, but when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all the angels of God worship him. The angels will worship Jesus. You see, he is unique. God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. What Jesus did, what did he do? No other religion costs so much. Christianity cost the life, the physical life, of the Son of God. Jesus gave up heaven to come to earth as man to be the Savior. John chapter 1, verse 14, and also Philippians chapter 2, and you can read beginning with verse 2 and on down through verse 10. He allowed himself to give up his position there of equality with God to become man so that he could serve as the Savior of mankind. He was born into a poor family, 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 9. He worked as a carpenter, Mark chapter 6 and verse 3. He stayed separated from his heavenly father for 33 years, John chapter 17 and verse 5. He was grievously tempted and unfairly persecuted. We read that through the gospel accounts over and over and over again. He allowed his enemies to arrest him, to mock him, to beat him, to abuse him, and ultimately to nail him to the cross when he could have called for the Father to send legions of angels to defend him. But that would not have fulfilled his mission as the Savior. All of this, all that he did, was voluntary on his part and done out of love. God loves us. We are created in his image. Jesus is our Savior, our only Savior. He willingly went to that cross to die his physical death as the perfect sacrifice for us. Always get to heaven, whether somebody believes in Jesus or not as the Savior, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the Son of God, absolutely false, absolutely impossible, absolutely absurd. So people who start talking along those lines just kindly, 
lovingly, patiently, correct them, or if they will not listen, pray for them and walk away because they're telling you falsehood. We'll continue next time. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for loving us so much that you sent your son as the Savior, the ultimate Savior of mankind. Help people to see, Father, that he is not just a Savior, he is the Savior, the only Savior, and that only through him can we come to you for eternal life in heaven. Help people to see there is one way to get to heaven, and that is through Jesus, Christianity, your word. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.